0: Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. I'm going to explain it to you this morning, and if you'll listen to me, now I know I may be younger than most of the people in here, but let me tell you something, if you just listen to me, And heed to what I'm saying. I'm going to give you wisdom today. And if you'll take it, it's going to change your life. It's going to help you. Amen? How many knows that God wants us to have wisdom? Amen. I love wisdom. He wants us to have. Wisdom will save your life. As we know, we read in Proverbs, he talks about how we are to cherish wisdom. Wisdom. It's more valuable than rubies and silver and gold. Why? Because we know that wisdom will save your life. It will set the course of the rest of your life. Somebody lift your hands and say, I've got a lot more life to live. Yes, come on. The power of death and life is in whose tongue? Bless the Lord. Whenever God wants to take me, He'll take me. That's not what He said. Look at somebody. Oh, I'm already in trouble. That's not what He said. He said the power of death and life is in whose tongue? Whose? What did Jesus do? He didn't say, Father, whenever you're ready to take me, take me. What did he say? He said, Father, I command my spirit unto you. Let me go on. Again, I welcome everybody here this morning. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew 23, 11. Matthew 23, 11. I've got quite a bit of scripture in here today, as you always know. Because we need the Word, amen? We need the Word. We don't need somebody's opinion. Lord, have mercy. If we've got something today that's of limitless supply, it's everybody's opinion or how they feel. We need the Word. We need the truth to set us free, amen? So right now, as you get in your place, if you look at me real quick and just put a big smile on your face, amen, it's all good, isn't it? Praise God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning. Open our eyes. Father, let our hearts receive this word today. I know, Lord, that you're going to give us mind-blowing revelation of what we need, Father, that's going to help us, Lord. Be who you've called us to be because that's what this life is all about. It's accomplishing the work that you and I have to do for you, Father. So, Lord, I just thank you and I praise you today. And, Lord, I thank you, Father, that you said your word will be backed up with manifestation with works, with signs and wonders. So I thank you for this in advance. I thank you, Lord. You're going to prove everything that I've said today as truth because it's your words. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Now, Matthew 23, 11. Read what it says. It says, But he that is the greatest among you shall be your what? Say that again. Now see, you can tell who's... who's gifted to serve and who isn't because if you're reading this scripture right here and you're not gifted to serve you'll say you say it like this but he that is the greatest among you shall be your servant but if you're gifted to serve you're going to be like he that is greatest among you shall be your servant yes that's right Mark 10 45 read this right here it says for even the son of man came not to be ministered unto or to be served but to what To minister, or to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for what? Many. And then last scripture, 1 Peter 4.10. It says, but as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So right here we've got three scriptures talking about serving. But this morning, I come to teach on, on how your servant is tired. I wonder if there's anybody in here this morning that you are a servant. Now, I, if, you, if you talk anything about serving, these three scriptures I just read to you right here is mostly what people quote. The greatest among us is a servant. If you're going to go anywhere in life, you've got to learn how to serve. And if you're gifted to serve, you already know this. Amen? You already know this. But if you're not gifted to serve, then you're not, you probably haven't studied this out. Come on. You probably haven't went in depth with it. But let me just be clear before I go further in this message. Every single one of us in the body of Christ are called to be servants. Amen? We are not slaves. We are servants. Amen? We are sons and daughters who serve. It should be our delight to serve. Amen. But there are other people that are gifted specifically to serve. In other words, they wake up in the morning thinking, who can I serve today? Look at some of you. Look at Some of you say, I don't have that problem. Amen. But it's a gift. Right? It is a gift. Some people have that gift to serve, to be a help to people, to to want to do things for other people. So if you're one of those people in here today, I'm not telling you something that you don't already know, right? You know that it's a gift from God. You know that it is a great thing to be a servant. It's not something low. It's not something that's insignificant. It is something that is very valuable in the kingdom of God. Amen? Jesus said to be the greatest in the kingdom of God, you must become a servant. But watch this. Now, Romans 12, 3 through 7. It says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. Somebody say, know your gifting. Somebody say, know your limits. Somebody say, know your boundaries. Mm, Okay. According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Go to the next one. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. Is everybody gifted to serve? No. But watch, verse 5. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Verse 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that's been given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of our faith. Verse 7, our ministry, in other words, serving, then let us wait on our serving. And he that teacheth, on teaching. So in other words, whatever you're gifted to do, do it to the best of your ability, but don't go above and beyond your gifting. Amen. In other words, don't try to do something that you can't handle. Now I know nobody in here this morning is guilty of that of going to a place where you're wore out, bombarded, and stressed out, and maxed out. Why? Because you've went beyond what God has told you to do. Hold on, let me go on. I'm fixing to get in trouble again. So watch this. So we're gifted to do different things. Serving is no different. Some people are gifted to serve. Other people, it's a work. Somebody say, hey, it's a work. You have to work at it. Now watch this. But what I've seen so, many, so often, so many times when it comes to servants, or when it comes to those that are gifted to serve, I see so many times that they uh, quite often go beyond their reach. They go beyond their limitation. They go beyond. In other words, they stretch themselves out to a place where they are so thin, you could suck it up with a straw. How many knows what I'm talking about? Why? Because a servant's attitude is to go above and beyond. If you're gifted to serve, how do I know if I'm gifted to serve? Do you feel like you need to go above and beyond for people? Well, no, not really. Then you're not gifted to serve. Come on. But if you've got that attitude, whenever you're doing something for someone, oh, I just want to go above and beyond for them. Oh, I want to do this and do that. Even if people didn't ask you, you look for people to do stuff for, you're gifted to serve. Amen. But what I found out, it's not the problem that you're gifted to serve. Now, I titled this message, Lord, Your Servant is Tired, because it's a simple fact. Here's what I found out from servants, that they go so much and so fast and so quick and so often that they get to the place where they are completely worn down. That serving has now become a burden. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about today, because I want to set these servants in here today free. Free. And those of you that's not gifted to serve, you can listen to this message also. Why? Because it applies to any gift. It applies to any area in your life. That, watch this, too much of anything is a bad thing unless it's Jesus. Even this water right here, if you drink too much of it too soon, it will kill you. Right? Too much of something can be a bad thing. Also, with serving. Now, I'm going to mess with your theology. I'm going to forewarn you. I'm going to mess with your theology because we've been taught in church that you just give, 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 give. Just keep giving. I don't care if you're just scraping yourself off the floor. You just keep giving. I'm going to destroy that theology today because let me tell you something. That's not what God wants for you. He doesn't want you spread so thin that you can't even think straight. He doesn't want you so wore out that you can't even take care of yourself, take care of your family or anything else because you're serving, 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 serving. No, God wants you at a place where it is an enjoyment to use your gifting. Can somebody say amen? It is an enjoyment to operate in what God has called you to do and not a burden. Can we give God praise for that this morning? This is what God wants for you. So watch. Your servant. You're a server, right? You don't mind serving. But the fact is right now, maybe you're at a place where you're just completely wore out. I'm tired of serving. Do I have any servants in here today that can say, Honestly, Pastor, I've got to, I've got to confess. I am tired of serving. I am tired of being everything for everybody. I'm tired of putting everybody else above everything else in my life. I am tired. I love to serve. I love to do things for people. I love to be a blessing to people. But I have come to the place where I am tired. Can somebody say amen or say, hey, I know what you're talking about. I'm tired. I'm wore out. Lord, your servant is tired. Turn to your neighbor and say, Lord, your servant is tired. Now, I've got up here in my phone, I didn't feel like writing it down, but I've got right here the definition of what it means to be tired. Because you see, watch this. If there's one thing, if there's one thing about servants is they can't hardly admit when they're tired. They can't hardly admit when they're frustrated or angry. They'll often cloak it as it's just part of serving, Right? Part of serving. But let me just, just to make sure that you know what I'm talking about, that when I say you're tired, that I don't mean something else. Let me read the definition to you. This is what it means to be tired it means to be worn out, exhausted, fatigued, weary. I love this one dog tired, spent, drained, played out. I need to go on. This is what the Bible says or when I say in this message that the servant is tired, this is what I mean by tired. Your serving has went to a place where it's gone. It's went beyond serving, and now you are draining yourself dry. You are frustrated. You are fatigued. You are worn out. And let me tell you something I know firsthand: when you're worn out, those that's closest to you become worn out. When you're tired, those closest to you become tired. See, what we, 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 we go around through life and we think that, watch this, we think that when it's affecting us, it's not affecting anybody else. But let me tell you something. You are bigger than yourself. That means this right here, that if you're going through something, I guarantee you that it is affecting or running over into other people. So you need to be aware of that and you need to understand that that when you're tired and fatigued and wore out and just had enough and you're fed up with everything then you know that it's affecting people around you. Most importantly, your spouse. Amen. And that's with anything. That's not just serving. That's with anything. If you're you're somebody who is not gifted to serve, and you just don't, you find it hard to do anything for anybody else in your life except you, guess what? That's going to affect your spouse. Amen? I need help. I need you to do this. I need you to help me with this. You see, it it affects other people. So watch this. So... The tired definition. So we might be saying in here, now listen, as I'm saying this message, I already know those of you that's gifted to serve, you got this attitude right here. Well, you know, that's part of serving. Right? Yeah, sure we get tired. Sure we get frustrated. Sure we get mad. But hey, that's part of serving, Right? That's part of serving. I can keep going. I can keep going. Yeah, I I may have to hop around or or barely go on one leg sometime here or another, but hey, I can keep going. Why? Because I'm a servant. I'm a servant. I'm a servant. This is the attitude that servants have so many times because we've we've taken what the Word of God has said and we've added on to it. Amen. I'm going to show you exactly what I mean. Galatians 6, 9. It says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Here's what I found out that most people focus on the last part of that verse. Praise the Lord, we shall reap if we faint not. We shall reap if we faint not. Well, let's go to the first part. It said, don't get weary in well-doing. That means, watch this, that means God doesn't want you just to well-do. He wants you to enjoy well-doing. So if you came to the part, or you came to the place where you're no longer enjoying well-doing, then God is no longer pleased. What? You mean to tell me that not only do I have to do the right thing, but I got to be joyful about it? Yeah. Yeah. See, because watch this. It's not so much what you're doing that God is concerned about. He's concerned about you learning the benefits of it. Are you hearing me? See, but if you're still going around, hey, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to like it. <laughs> if you're still doing that, guess what? You're not learning from it. You've not learned the value of it, right? You might be doing it. You said, well, how's this do with serving? Well, watch this. If the server has come to the place where they're worn out because they've went beyond their gifting, they've went beyond of what it's called to serve, and they've went above and beyond, and they've stretched yourself out thin, and they wore down and fatigued and all that, guess what? You, you came to the place where you're no longer enjoying well-doing. I'm going to do this, but I ain't going to like it. You mean servers, people that love to serve people get to that place? Yeah. You want to know why you get to that place? Because you're doing things that God never asked you to do. Boy, it's real quiet today. Y'all used to me preaching on faith, aren't you? You're doing things that maybe God didn't gift you to do. You're doing things that might be outside of your boundaries. Let me let you in on something. You need to write this down if you're taking notes. Whatever God has gifted you with should never become a burden. If it becomes a burden, then you've missed the point of what God has given you. Uh, Come on, somebody. You've missed it. If I get to the place where it's a burden for me to preach the gospel, I need to go back to the drawing board because I've missed something. Either I'm doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing, or I'm doing something beyond the boundaries that God has placed for me at this time in my life. Amen. So what did he say? He said, let every man evaluate himself. What? To where he's at. Don't think more highly of yourself. In other words, don't go above your capability. Why? Because if you do, I guarantee you, you're going to get wore out. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get tired. You're going to get, watch it, you're going to have an attitude with people. Why? It's not them, it's you. You're mad at yourself. Why? Because you're so gifted to serve that you got this attitude that if I'm not serving to how I think I should be serving, then I feel as if I'm a failure. Somebody give the Lord praise because you know I'm telling you the truth. The only problem with this whole philosophy is you just keep going, whether you're tired or not, you just keep going, you just give, give, give. The only problem with that is the gifts of God. How many knows what the gifts of God are? They are The Bible says, they are given by God to edify. How many knows what the word "edify" means? Build up. So guess what? That includes yourself. So what are you saying? Are you saying that the gifts that God has placed in me should not only be benefiting and building up other people, but should be benefiting and building me up? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, just as these messages that God gives me to preach to you build you up and encourages you and, and strengthens your faith, don't you think that it does the same thing for me? It builds my faith up. It stirs me up. There'll be times I'll be praying and in the middle of praying I'll start preaching. Why? Because it built, Because it's the gift inside of me to minister the gospel. But like I said, it should, so therefore it should never come to the place where it becomes a burden or something that is wearing me down. Do you see that? And it is the same thing with serving. You servers in here, you've got a knack for going to the place where you are wore out. But the problem is, is God never intended for that gift that He placed in you to take you there. He didn't intend for you to, to, for that gift of serving, and that is a powerful gift. That is a wonderful gift. He never intended it to take you to a place where you're so wore out and stressed out that you're no good to anybody. Somebody lift your hands and say, he's setting me free this morning. He's setting me free. Why? Because the gifts are to build us up. It should be a joy. He said, don't get weary in well-doing. How many knows it's well-doing to serve other people? It's well-doing to do other things for other people. All right, but if you you find yourself to a place where you're weary in doing that, then you know something's up. Oh, it's just God teaching. No, God ain't teaching you something. God's trying to tell you, hey, you messed up somewhere. Because this is supposed to be joyful. Even in our believing, Romans said, having joy in our believing, it should be joyful. If you come to the place where you're weary from believing God, you've missed it. Come on. So it's with anything in life. So watch this. So let me say it again. What does weary look like? Let me tell you what it looks like. Frustration. Anger. You ever just lash out with somebody and people don't even have a clue what you're mad about? Jess, that was not the time to raise your hand. Attitude. All right. Resentment. You mean to tell me that a server can come to the place where they resent, he or she resents serving? Yeah. Sure can. You want to know why? Again, let me stress it. Because you went beyond your boundaries. Stay in the boundaries that God... See, God places boundaries on things for protection and safety. Amen? How many knows the Bible says he commanded the sea the waves to only come this far. Right? Your Bible says that. Why is that a good idea? How many likes swimming all the time? I don't. How many likes water in your house? No. That's for protection. Are you seeing what I'm saying? It's boundaries. Does God want you to serve? Yes, He wants you to serve. But He wants you to serve with boundaries and with limitations. I'm going to talk to... I'm going going to... uh, In other words, I'm going to explain those limitations so you understand what I'm talking about in here today. So watch this. So what was once something done and well done or with enjoyment has now become a burden. So watch this. One thing you realize... And this is very common for a server because you've always got this attitude, I'm going to go, 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 and I'm not going to stop until whatever I'm doing is done, right? Watch this. Here's one thing you'll learn about the enemy. If he can't stop you, are you all listening to me? Come up here, Stevie. Come up here. Sprint. No. Now watch. If he can't stop you, now you push towards me. You push against me. How many knows the enemy tries to get in front of you to stop you, but you just keep going, right? Because you've got that attitude, and nothing's stopping me. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to slow me down. I'm going to go, go, go. That's what a servant has, right? You're, You're not the type of person that just lays on the couch or something like that. No, you're somebody that's a get up and go, right? But watch this. If the enemy can't stop you that way, then here's what he'll do. He'll say, okay, that's fine. I'll just get behind you, and I'll just keep pushing you. Now, don't you stop now. If you stop, watch now. Hold on now. If you stop, you're gonna be letting God down. You don't need rest. You're a man of God. You just keep going. You don't need to rest. You don't need to stop. You know the Holy Spirit strengthens you. He he he. He'll give you power that you never knew you had. You just keep going. And the whole time, Steve is saying, "Man, I'm tired, but I'm gonna keep going." I'm weary, but I'm going to keep going. I'm frustrated, but I'm going to keep going. I'm I'm not going to quit. And then eventually, you know what's going to happen? Boom, he's going to fall down. He's going to quit. He is now weary, fed up, tired of well doing. I've had enough of this. It's no good. Come on up, brother. See, I can't even get him up. Do you see that? I didn't come to preach today. I wanted to teach this. Do you see that? That if He can't stop you by being in front of you, then He'll get behind you. You don't need rest. You don't need rest. Well, guess what? Are you greater than God? Are you greater than Jesus? Because I've read many places in the Bible where it said he rested. There was one time when the storm was raging. Oh, that's the time you got to be up, right? you got to fight and stand. Well, guess what? He was asleep. Resting. Why? Because he was tired. I heard this one minister uh, on TV. He said he was praying because he was so tired lately. He said, Lord... I'm just so tired, I'm so tired. And he said, I thought God was going to give me this great revelation. And you know what he said? He said, rest. (laughs) Isn't that some great revelation? Rest. Why? Because if if you don't learn your limits and your boundaries, if you don't learn how to rest, then guess what? The enemy will either stop you either getting in front of you, or he'll stop you by pushing you. So either way, your assignment, your destiny is cut short. Y'all need to hear me today. It will be cut short. Why? Because of the simple fact of we've been taught that as servants, as somebody who serves or anything in the kingdom of God, we have to go until we are nothing but a greasy stain on the floor. But that's not what God wants for us to have. Mark 6.30. Mark 6.30. Listen right. It says, And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus, and told Him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. Verse 31. And He said unto them, Come you yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. Did we read that wrong? Wait a minute. He should have said, get back out there and heal some more people. Deliver some more people. Set them free from the devil. Right? That's what he should have said. But here he is saying, okay, you did all them great things. It's time to rest. No, no, we got to get back. No, it's time to rest. It's time to calm down. It's time to collect yourself. Why? Because... For you to feed anybody, you've got to be fed. And they, watch this, and they rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had what? No leisure. Somebody say, me time. Woo! You start preaching about me time, and church, you get run out of the church. What you talking about me time? Yeah. You, are you telling me that God wants me to have me time? Yes! God wants you to have some me time. Why? Because you need it. It's not an option. I know I'm blowing your mind right now because you never heard somebody. Why? Because we've been taught you just keep going, going, going. But here Jesus said, now watch this. They had came back from using their gifts, right? Using the gifts that God had given them to help other people, which is what they're for, Then, guess what Jesus said? He said, okay, now that you've done that, it's time to rest. Just say rest. That's a curse word for a servant. Now, if you don't have no problem, if you're not gifted to serve, you can rest. You need to rest. Praise God, that's on point. I'm going to go on. But if you're a servant, here's what: No, no, no! I can't rest. I got this going on. I got that. I can't. I can't stop. I got. And your mind's going a hundred miles an hour. I can't do this. I can't do. Rest. Why? Because they had to have it. What would have happened if they would have kept going, 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 going? Guess what? They would have eventually collapsed. And guess what? They would have been nothing to anybody. Their gifts would have been stopped. It would have been put on hold. Everything, Nobody would have been touched by the power of God. Nothing would have been happening if they would have simply disregarded what Jesus told them. He said to what? Rest. Somebody say rest. You do what God has called you to do. You do what you use the gifts that God has given you to help other people and to bless other people in the body of Christ. But there has to come a time where you have me time or rest time or leisure time, whatever you want to call it. Why? Because you have to have that. Mm. Somebody say he's on to something. So watch. Can I tell you something that's going to blow your mind? Let me go back here so I can read it right. So watch this. Serve yourself first so that you can be the best servant to others that you can be. Boy, look at that. Look at them faces. What did he just say? Oh, I know he didn't say that. Yeah, I said it. Serve yourself first so that you can be the best servant you can be to others. You say, you're going to have to explain that. I will. Watch this. If you're constantly giving out to other people and doing everything else for everybody, what time have you made for your personal relationship with God? What time have you made to feed yourself in the Word? What time have you made to stop and listen to what God is saying for your life or for somebody else's? What time have you made to prepare yourself and get yourself ready for the new devils to come? Well, you know, I've just been busy serving. I've just I've just been serving. I've just been doing what God's called me to do. I've just been serving. I don't care what you're called to do. I don't care if you're called to preach. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you think is gonna happen to me if I just preach, 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 but I never spend time with God anymore and never have throne time and presence time? What do you think's gonna happen to me? What do you think's gonna happen to my ministry? Let me tell you what's gonna happen. It's gonna go It's going to die out. You want to know why? Because I served, 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 but I never served myself. Now I know this is messing your theology all to pieces. It's messing it up. But let me tell you something. I'm going to set you free in here today. How? Watch this. If I am not at the place where God has called me to be, If I have not been listening to God, if I've not been listening to His voice, if I've not been studying the Word, you know the Bible says to study and show yourself approved right? If I've not been doing that, but I've been spending all my time serving, 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 right? Am I going to be a blessing or a help to you? No. I'm not. Why? Because I've been neglecting my own relationship with God. Let me tell you something. Your gift is not priority over your relationship with God. I got about one amen. I don't care what you're gifted to do. I don't care what you're called to do. It does not take the place of your relationship with God. It doesn't take the place. You're not going to be able to stand before God and say, God, well, you know, I would have spent time with you and, and, and I, want to, I would have learned of you and learned of your ways and, and, and to know you. I would have done all these things, but, you know, I was busy preaching, singing, you know, all this other stuff. I, be, I didn't have time for that. What did he say? What? Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. You know what somebody said in Matthew? He, Jesus said the day will come where they say, Did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out devils in your name? And what's he going to say? He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. You can look at me funny if you want to or whatever you want to do, but the fact is, is you can tell when you've not been taking care of yourself. Your whole life suffers, including, watch this, your gifting. You're serving. Even if you're a server, if you've been taking care of everybody else and you've been neglecting what God is doing in your life, guess what? Even your serving is going to begin to suffer. <clears throat> what, am I, what did I say earlier? You're going to begin to serve with a bad attitude. You're going to begin to serve out of frustration. You're going to begin to serve out of anger. Right? You're going to begin to do all those things and guess what? Either the person that's that you're serving, they're gonna be like, I don't know what's wrong with you. (laughs) Or God's gonna be saying, son, daughter, you've missed it. Come back here. You have got to have that time. Now, the reason why I'm stressing this today, because let me tell you something, I live with a server. I live so I know firsthand. Everything I'm telling you, I know firsthand. She's a blessing to so many people. She gives out to so many people. But I see her tired. I see her when she's frustrated. I see her when she's angry. I see her when she when she got to the place where she's got tired and well doing. And you know what I say to her? I say, baby. See, so you got to butter up for, her. baby. No. You need to have some Jesus time. Sounds too easy, don't it? But I'm telling you, if you don't listen to what I'm telling you, you're going to be burned out. Whatever you give to that, you're going to be burned out. You're going to get tired and frustrated, and nobody's going to want to be around you. Right? If I came in here and I just preached out of anger and rage and all this stuff, you'd be like, what in the world is wrong with that boy? Right? You would be. And guess what? You wouldn't want to come and hear this word, would you? No. So let me say that one more time. Serve yourself first. How many knows I was not ready to preach this gospel to you until I first served myself in the Word of God until I first served my relationship with God. Then once I had that, once I had that Word in me, once I had that relationship with God, once I was uh, praying and seeking His face, guess what? Then I was able to serve everybody who would listen to the words that I was saying. Somebody give the Lord some praise. And you too are the same way. When you take care of what God has placed in your life first, you will be a server like no other. Because you want to know why? Because you won't be serving out of frustration. You won't be serving weary and tired and beat down. No, you'll be serving thriving. Oh, come on. You'll be serving with the right attitude. You'll be serving with joy. You see what I mean? You'll be serving that way. But if you get it flip-flop like the church has taught you, then guess what, you're gonna be a horrible server. It may not start right off, but it'll come to that place. You know what I'm talking about when the claws come out. <laughs> Praise, I better go on. Acts six, uh, six, verse two. It says, "So the twelve called the disciples together, the apostles, and they said." is it is not appropriate for us to neglect teaching the Word of God in order to serve tables and manage the distribution of food. Next verse. Therefore, brothers, choose from among you seven men with good reputations, men of godly character and moral integrity, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task." Now you can read it in the King James, it's saying the same old thing. Now watch this. If the disciples, or excuse me, if the apostles were alive today and they would have said something like this, they probably would have been rejected and probably stoned by the church. How dare they? They must think they're above serving tables. Come on. Y'all know how it goes. Here they are, thinking, trying to get other people to serve tables so that they can preach and teach the Word of God. Oh, they must be above that. Is that what they were saying? What were they saying? They were saying our first priority... Is to be seeking the face of God and getting the words of God to teach and preach to people, so that the gospel can go throughout the world. We don't. We get. We need to do that instead of spending all of our time serving tables. Was that wrong of them to say that? No. no I can tell everybody's thinking, Lord, I, he's hit me right here. See. What I'm telling you is, it's not just something I'm making up. I just read it to you. They said, we're having to spend all of our time serving tables when we should be out preaching the Word of God or focusing on what God has called us to do first and foremost. Then, if we get time, then we can serve tables. But what you need to do is put people that's full of wisdom full of the Holy Ghost that can take charge and be leaders and do this thing while we take care of what we're supposed to be taking care of can I say it like this you cannot be everything to everybody give the Lord some praise on that you cannot be everything to everybody and let me tell you something people will give you the full uh, they'll give you the full uh, what's the word I'm looking for They will give you the uh, opportunity, yeah. They'll give you full opportunity to become everything to everybody. And you'll be spread so thin, you won't be good at anything. Come on. They said, we need, listen, we've been called to preach this gospel. We've been called to teach the word. And this is what we need to be doing. We need to be focusing on that to perfect that. Why? Because the more that we perfect our gift, the more powerful it's going to become. So therefore, we don't have time to be everything to everybody. The most important thing we've got to do, and I want you to hear me, the most important thing you've got to do is be who God has called you to be, not what so-and-so or somebody down the street wants you to be. You've got to be who God has called you to be. Hallelujah. You have got to be. That's first priority. So anybody around me, You will know this. Crockett could vouch for me. Anybody else that that is around me, it vouchs for me. I always take care of my relationship with God. Always. It comes before everything else. Why? Because if I don't, then everything else will suffer. No, you got that wrong. Maybe you meant uh, do everything else and then it'll make your relationship with God thrive. No, I got it right. See, that's what we do. We do everything else first Then we're wore out tired and we give God maybe two minutes. Well, Lord, I just thank you today. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Praise the Lord. No. You're not going to thrive. And you're not going to be everything that God has called you to be. You say, so what are you asking me to do? I'm asking you to take care of what God has placed in your hands first. Take care of that first. So. You could be the best servant, or whatever you are, to other people that you can be. What was more important? serving the tables or serving the word. You remember when Mary got or was it Mary or Martha? I can't remember They, they got mad because the other what was it Martha? Martha got mad? Because Mary was there worshiping and listening to what Jesus was saying. And she should have been in there helping her in the kitchen. And Jesus corrected her. Why? Because the kingdom of God, the things of God, was more important than what was going on in the kitchen. Amen. Somebody say priorities. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. And don't let people make you feel bad about it. You take care of the responsibilities that God has given you. And the greatest responsibility He's given you is to make sure that you are seeking His face. Loving Him with all your mind and heart and strength. That's number one. That's above your marriage. That's above uh, your kids. That's above everything else. Your job, everything else is seeking the face of God. You get them flip-flop, you're going to have a mess. You're going to have a mess. (laughs) I got one more. I'm not done yet. How many is tired? Y'all ready? Watch this. Let's just say they would have done what the church wanted them to do. Hey guys, you know Jesus said the greatest among us is servants. Don't worry about the Word of God. Don't worry about the teaching. Y'all just serve some tables. All right, Serve some tables. What would have happened? The gospel wouldn't have went out. And if the gospel wouldn't have been out, would we be here right now preaching it? Do you see this? So therefore, let me tell you something. Just as, watch this, every little thing that you do in the church, if you come in here and you volunteer and say, I want to do this for the church, nothing is insignificant. Just like that's not insignificant, the preaching of the word is not insignificant. Amen. The praising, when we get up here and we praise God, that's not insignificant insignificant. It's important. Amen. So what are we saying? Are we saying that everybody's job is important? Yes. But you can't do everybody else's job. Amen. You've got to do your job. <laughs> Matthew 7, 3. He said, And why beholdest thou the mote that is in your brother's eye, but consider not the beam that is in your own eye. And how will you say to your brother, let me pull out the mote out of your own eye, or out of their eye, and behold a beam that's in your own eye? You hypocrite. First cast out the beam out of your own eye, and then you shall see clearly to cast out the mote out of your brother's eye. That sounds exactly what I just, like I just said. Serve yourself first so that you can be the best server you can be to other people. You say, oh, well, he's talking about judging people. It's the same principle. How am I going to help you when I've not been allowing God to help my own relationship with Him? How? How? How am I going to do that? The answer is, I'm not going to be able to. It would be cra- Wouldn't it be crazy for me to come up to you and say, Hey man, you need to really spend time with God. If I never gave God the time of day, never read the Word, never went to church, never did any of that, what would you say to me? You would say exactly what Jesus said. You hypocrite. You're asking me... To take care... You're trying to get up in my business and tell me to take care of stuff and you've not took care of the stuff in your own life. So what did Jesus say? He said, first, take care of the stuff in your life. Oh, but that's not being a servant. Yes, it is. Take care of... Why? Because you realize if I really want to serve other people, then guess what? I've got to make sure that my life is thriving. Amen. If I if I'm somebody who wants to be strong for the weak, am I going to be able to be weak and be strong for the weak? No. I've got to make sure that I'm strong. So therefore, I can go to the weak and say, hey, lean on me. I'll help you. I'll carry you. I'll, I'll, I'll see you through this. You see how this works? It may be talking about judging, but it's the same principle. If you're in here and you want to serve people, it's your your heart's desire to serve people, that's awesome. And the first step to that is making sure that you're at the place you need to be. That's step number one. Because guess what? If everything's smooth in your life, if everything is thriving in your life, your relationship with God, your study time, your prayer time, guess what? Your serving is going to thrive. You're going to serve people like nobody's business. You're going to be a help to people like you've never even imagined. And guess what? You're going to be doing it with joy. Do you want to know why? Because you're going to be whole. Amen. You're going to be whole. Somebody needs to give God some praise for this revelation today. Same thing with me. I have to be fed. Just like as you have to be fed with the Word of God, I have to be fed with the Word of God. So guess what? I cannot feed you the Word until I'm first fed with the Word. And when I'm fed with the Word, then guess what? That builds something inside of me for me to preach to you. Amen. Do you see how this works? So I'm going to tell you one more time. Serve yourself first so that you can be the best servant that you can be to other people. Woo! Mmm. Serving without joy is sour. Write that down. Serving without joy is sour. People's going to know it. People's going to be aware. And guess what? Your good deed to them is going to become sour. How many ever had somebody come up and do something for you, but they made you feel absolutely guilty for doing it? Would you rather them not have done it at all? That is serving without joy equals sour. But if you've got the right attitude, if you've got the right heart, hey, I'm going to serve because I know that's what God's called me to do. I know that's what God has gifted me to do. And I enjoy blessing other people. People's going to know that. They're going to pick up on that. And you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, wow, thank you. Amen. Thank you. Where does that sourness come from? It all goes back to the root. You've been neglecting what God's been wanting to do in your life. And now you're serving without joy. Which equals what? Sourness. Matthew eleven, 28. I'm almost done. Matthew eleven twenty eight. It says, "Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." Do servants labor? Do sometimes do you get wore out from serving? What did Jesus say to do when that happens? Keep serving? No. Keep going, brother? No. He said, "Rest." Come to me. I'll give you rest. What are the be- how many knows that God repays everything you do? Not only to Him, but to other people. How many knows that? How many believes that? You better believe that. He re- always repay. He said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. But how many knows? So benefits and blessings come from that, right? Do you know one of the benefits of it? Rest. How many's ever had a long, hard day? And then you come, maybe you kick back on the recliner or whatever. Don't it feel so good? Look at Mary, yes it does. It feels good, don't it? Do you know what that is? That's a reward for your labor. But if you reward yourself with more labor, come on, let's get up and go again. Now, if you do that, guess what? You're not not rewarding yourself. And are you going to have the drive to do it again? No. If you're laboring laboring and you're heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Here's your reward for laboring. Rest. Blessings. Amen. Seeing the fruits of your labor. In other words, seeing that it was not for no reason. Hmm. Now, I want to read all these scriptures. I'm going to jump. Watch this. Mark 10, 45. So watch this. The Son of Man came to not, to be a, not to be served, but to be a servant, right? Well, anytime you talk about or preach about or teach about serving, you've always got to mention Jesus, right? And everybody is always quick to tell you, hey, Jesus was a servant. He just served, he served, and he served. Well, let's look what Jesus did, okay? I'm going to give you the word. Luke 5, 16, I'm going to help these servants out in here today he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. That's not serving. (laughs) He could have took what time he was withdrawing himself to pray, he could have been out serving somebody. Let me go to the next one. Matthew 14, 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray, and when the Eden was come, he was there alone. There he is again. Spending more time with the Father when he could be out using his gifts, doing something for somebody, right? Mm. Let's go to Mark. It says, And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. Luke 11 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he had ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples to pray. So the disciples would see him often go off to himself and pray and seek the face of God, and they said, teach us how to do that. Okay, and in Mark 14, 32. <clears throat> and they came to a place which was named Gethsemane, the Garden of Gethsemane, which he said unto his disciples, sit here while I what? Pray. pray. So the servant of servants, Jesus Christ, whom we always talk about, how He didn't come here to be served. He didn't come here to, be, uh, to rule over. No, He came here to minister and to serve people. Guess what? He did all those things. But you know what else He did? He served Himself. What did you just say? You mean to tell me that Jesus served himself? Yeah. He took time out of his days and served himself. How did he serve himself? By getting alone... And seeking the Father's face and listening. Watch this. Why? Because he knew if he was going to be any help to anybody, if he was going to heal the sick, raise the dead, open up the blind eyes, open up the deaf ears, call the lame to walk, if he was going to do any of those things, if he was going to die for our sins and take our punishment, guess what? He knew that his life had to be on point with God. He knew that he had to be in sync, that he had to have his flesh crucified, crucified and submitted unto the direction of the Holy Ghost, he had to have himself at a place where he could be thriving as the man that God had called him to be before he could serve anybody else in this world. Can somebody give God some praise? And if you know what I'm talking about... So let me say this again. Before you can be any help to anybody, you've got to make sure your own life is in check. And watch this. You've got to know your limits and boundaries. Amen. God God may have called you to serve, but He didn't call you to serve 24-7. He didn't call you to serve 365 days a year. Amen. Amen. He didn't call you to be everything to everybody. He didn't call you to to go out there and please everybody. No, He didn't call you to do that. He called you, watch, the people that He puts in your path to be a blessing to. And most importantly, He called you to be the woman, the man that He's called you to be. Nothing more, nothing less, but to be that. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Woo! But watch this. So I look around so many times at servants. People that's gifted to serve. And a lot of times, watch this. They act as if they're greater than Jesus. You say, how? Because... Even Jesus being the Savior, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the great I am. Even though he was out there serving people, he knew that he needed rest. He knew that he needed that solitary time. He knew that he needed that time to pray and seek the face of God. But I see so many servants so many times think that they don't need that. Are you greater than Jesus? Could it maybe be a pride issue? God gave you this message to make you think. We need to understand that if we're going to be the best that God has called us to be, then we've got to learn what is priority. Amen. You need to learn what is priority in your life. Because if you don't... How many knows that God has set order on things? Absolutely. He set order in the house. He set order in the church. He set order in different things. Why? Because if it gets out of order, there is chaos. There is chaos and it's a domino effect. Bad things begin to happen. But when you do things God's way... When you do things in His order, you'll see that things thrive. If you do your family in God's order, you'll see your family thrive. If you do things in the body of Christ in God's order, you'll see the church thrive. Amen. Heather, come on. It is the same thing with our gifting. Am I called to be your pastor? Yes. But I can't be your pastor 24-7. Simone, somebody say amen. Why? Because I'm also a father. I'm also a husband. And above a husband and a father and a pastor, I'm a man of God. And I have to keep my relationship with God on point. Come on. When we keep these things on point, we're going to be the best preacher, singer, prophet, evangelist, you name it, that people have ever seen. Lord, your servant is tired. I asked at the beginning of this message, Is there anybody in here that's tired of serving? I'm tired. I'm just, and it could be, listen, it may not just be with the gift of serving, it could be anything you're doing. I'm tired of preaching. I'm tired of singing. I'm tired of of going to church. I'm tired of this, and I'm tired. I'm just tired. One thing that God has promised, this is a promise. He said, I'll promise you rest. This morning, I told you the word is never given out that works don't follow it. Amen. How many, say, how many knows he confirms his word? The Bible says he will confirm his word. This morning, there is rest for people. There's rest. There's refreshment. There's joy in this place. You want to know why? Because His presence is here. And anywhere there's, pres- there's God's presence, there's rest. How I many has been in the presence of God? I'm not just talking about here. I'm talking about at home. One thing that you, you can agree with me on. You are never in the presence of God weary. No. What are you? You feel refreshed. You feel like weights have been lifted off of you. Why? Because he said in my presence is fullness of joy. And what to say the joy of the Lord is our strength. This morning, this is for you servants who are always giving, 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 giving. We thank you for your giving. But you can't give all the time. This morning, those of you that are weary, and I mean weary, we're gonna call for prayer. And I want you to come up here and I want you to find rest, I want you to find joy. I want you to get your motivation back, your enthusiasm back, and in believing God and serving or preaching or teaching or whatever it is. I want you to get that fire back in you and get that enjoyment back in you. That when you do these things again, you won't be doing it out of bitterness or anger or attitude, but you'll be doing it out of joy. You want to know why? Because you've been served today. Let's give the Lord some praise.